This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Donning on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Today we're talking about your favorite dishes. So if you have a go-to recipe for your friends and family, give us a call this morning. The phone number is one 877 MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or you can send us an email. It's food at mpbonline.org. So good morning, Deborah. Hope that you're doing well this morning. Good morning, Kevin. I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Happy that you're back home. I missed you last week. Well, thank you. I had uh, <clears throat> a good time in uh, Austin. Went there for a work related conference, but. Uh, while I was there, I had a couple of good food experiences. Uh, one night we went to a barbecue place, and I wish I could remember the name because it's, it, it, was, it was a barbecue place, and it was sort of a little bit of a, a, a grocery store attached to it, although it also was a – so it, they sold wine, but there was also a little bit of a grocery store, and then it was a barbecue place. And it was one of those places where <clears throat> they didn't give you a plate. You just put your food on your placemat. Shut the front door. <laughs> Are you serious? But we had, uh, and again, I, I felt kind of bad because, you know, it, it was a, a programming conference. So you go there, public radio professionals from around the country gather, and there are people that are trying to say, you know, we want you to air our program. So this one program that they were trying to get us to air here at the station, they uh, sponsored this dinner at this uh, barbecue place. Okay. So <laughs> there were ribs, pulled pork, sausage, brisket. Um, potato salad, coleslaw, and these pickles that were the spiciest. I mean, it was funny because I thought it was, you know, it's a cucumber, so I thought it was, a, but uh, they were really hot. And because I was eating, and I thought, boy, something is really hot there. And it turned out it was the uh, the cucumbers, but they were still good. But boy, the ribs, big meaty ribs that were just the most tender uh, ribs that you could imagine. Unfortunately for the producer, we're we're not going to air the show, but the dinner was good. So. <laughs> And then all over uh, Austin are little taco places. So I went right. to a place called the Taco Joint and got a couple of uh, steak tacos, but done up, uh, you know, I, I was uh, talking to the concierge at the hotel on my way out and saying that I enjoyed my stay and they had made a couple of recommendations for food. Kevin, you do know you real fancy, right? You said concierge. <laughs> well, that's, that's what that's called. <laughs> But it's that person, you know, at the front desk who helps you. And I had, uh, had gotten a couple of food recommendations. And so we were talking about that. And she said, well, how was the taco place? I said, well, you know, when we come from, you pretty much have Taco Bell. And so this was obviously miles better than that. And then the third place was a place called Threadgills that was sort of down-home cooking. Um, I, they were famous for their um, country fried steak. But I, they also had a country fried uh, pork chop, which is what I got with some uh, – I think I had fried okra and um, mashed potatoes with it. But boy, this, the, I mean, the, I knew I was in Texas because it was the biggest pork chop I've wow. ever seen. So wow. the conference was good, but also had a lot of fun uh, with uh, experimenting with food. And I think that's one of the exciting things you can do when you visit a city you've never been to is to try to avoid the chain restaurants, find the local places, and, and really enjoy the local cuisine. So I had a good time with that. Now, you understand... Uh, we we owe you a big debt of thanks here at MPB because uh, you helped us out on our uh, TV pledge that was last Thursday, I think. Oh, Kevin, I think it's the other way around. I owe MPB 
the biggest heart of thank you. I got goosebumps after you said that. Um, you know, as a kid, I learned a term, you know, dreams come true. But this was a dream I never dreamed. It, it's it's like way beyond. I've still been trying to process it in my in my brain uh, to be in a room with um, Marshall Ramsey and Wyatt Waters and a host of other amazing people from MPB. And then there was me. And it was like, how did that happen? Uh, it's just beyond me. But it was a spectacular night. Uh, I am grateful to not only MPB, Ronnie Agnew, thank you so much, um, John Gibson. I'm, it's just really crazy. The, you know, this door is just really beautiful. And thank you to the beautiful state of Mississippi. It was just phenomenal, Kevin. Um, and I'm still like a little kid. I didn't sleep very much Thursday night when I got home. Um, you know, my phone was ringing and then, um, I got calls this whole weekend, just, you know, people telling me and sharing, you know, what they thought about the event. And the only thing that was missing, Kevin, was you. Well, I, I was on a plane all day yeah, Thursday. Yeah, I know. So. It's really funny because, um, you know, and I, and I say this all the time, and I really hope you understand how sincere I am. When you're not here, my energy is different. You really are my Monday morning man. Thank you. And you make my life here really sweet. Well, and uh, we'll, I'll say this. We'll, we'll let TV bar you every once in a while, but you're our star here. And Thank you. Again, I appreciate what you do for us coming in. Every week, talking about food, fixing us this delicious food, and, and you're just such a bright personality on the air. It's, it's been a lot of fun working with you. And I, that really, and this is honest, too, from day one when you first came in for your trial you know, <laughs> interview or whatever, your, your personality, I think, captivated us all. And it, it was a very easy decision when, after you left, we said, that, that's the host of the show. So wow, it's wow. been a lot of fun, and it continues to be a lot of fun each Monday. And especially, like I say, when you're bringing in such uh, – you, you figured out what I like, and boy, every Monday you just bring it in this pie. Tell us about, a little about this. So I, I love the Almond Joy candy bar. That's, mm-hmm. that's one of – you know, it's, a, it's that childhood memory from the 1970s and 80s. And so I created this pie, Kevin. It's a coconut pie with a twist to it, and it really does taste like an Almond Joy uh, candy bar. It's, um, it's a little bit of chocolate ganache on top. It's got uh, some fresh almonds. And then I decided, because I like color and it wasn't bright enough for me, I added some fresh fruit, a little blackberry. And I got the blackberries because my dad is, I'm going to surprise him today with a blackberry cobbler. We went out to dinner yesterday and on the menu, I don't know how he managed to see it, blackberry blackberry cobbler. And they go, we don't even make that. So so I'm going to surprise him today. And then I added the little strawberries. It's really, it's a very rich dessert. So you don't want to eat a whole lot of this, just a little slither. The guests will love it if you have a dinner party or, you know, you're having a brunch. It's just perfect. This morning I went outside and um, had a slice and uh, listened to the birds and um, the cicadas. I think I'm mm-hmm. saying that right. They were so noisy this morning. Uh, but, yeah, this is a really, really great pie. Very decadent, very rich, absolutely yummy. Well, you know, I was one that liked uh, Almond Joy and Mounds, so I'm covered there. But this really is delicious. It's got a lot of coconut in it, which I love. The chocolate on is is really, again, you know, if anybody that listens to the show knows I love chocolate. But the fruit also just adds a little bit of sweet bite to the top of it. And so, and again, 
you know, we repeat a lot of things on this show because <laughs> you do so well. But again, you added that splash of color, and, and the and the food is always good, but the presentation is always uh, top notch as well. Thank you so much. Uh, I mean, Kevin, this dessert really is, like I said, is really simple, really easy, and uh, I'm really excited. Um, you know that we came up with this recipe, and um, we'll be sharing it maybe in our next cookbook. Who knows? <laughs> So um, do you have like a, a, a go-to recipe uh, that maybe um, – well, let's start this way, that you're kind of a little bit pressed for time, but you want to put on a nice uh, f- a meal for someone. Is there something that you go to knowing that it's kind of quick and easy to do, but it's also sort of time-tested and you know that folks are going to like it? Spaghetti. All right. Uh, you know, and that was the one dish that uh, my daughter will tell you because, I, you know, I shared the story. I was not a cook. You didn't want me cooking. But the one thing I couldn't make really well was spaghetti. And it's still one of those um, staples that you get to feed a really big crowd. Everybody is really happy. You know, now I'm rolling out those, um, you know, the meat, the balls, you know. <laughs> Before it was just kind of a ground beef sauce with the tomato paste or whatever. But now I kind of roll out the, you know, the meatballs. But spaghetti, pasta is just really quick and easy. But spaghetti, it, it's especially when it's done right, it's just one of those comfort foods that everybody will eat. I've never had anybody say no to it. You, you know, a beautiful salad on the side, some nice warm bread. And if you drink wine, a little wine. Me, I'm a Mississippi girl, so sweet tea is the wine of the <laughs> South. Um, yeah, so it's just it's just one of those meals that, um, you know, it's quick and easy. What about you? Um, that's I, I want to say meatloaf. So you do know. Did they tell you? What oh, we... I saw the on Facebook, yes, <laughs> that you had quite a meatloaf Well, I didn't last know week. you were going to be here. I didn't... <laughs> so I didn't know you were not going to be here. You know, Kevin, sometimes you do things that make me say, you know, we really should get a divorce. <laughs> you should tell your wife that you're leaving, going out of town or whatever. But I made this wonderful meatloaf with you and mine, and it was just absolutely delicious. So I'll have to bring that back again. Right. And it was good. <laughs> 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 but that I, I think that to me is a, a real comfort food and, and it's, it's kind of easy to throw together and you can really kind of be creative in what, uh, what you mix in there with the, with the ground beef. But that's certainly uh, one of the ones I love. And I, um, and I guess, you know, I'll go along with spaghetti as well. I think you're right that that's just of all, I, you know, I think a like a lot of folks like a lot of different pasta, but that's definitely the go-to that uh, I think makes it, it's a nice, warm, uh, satisfying meal. Absolutely. So we're going to continue our discussion after the break. Hey, listeners, what are your go-to dishes in the kitchen? We want to hear from you this morning, maybe some of your favorite recipes. Give us a call. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 7464 or email the show food at mpbonline.org. When we come back, we'll talk about some surprising breakfast items that have more sugar than a donut. You don't want to miss that. You're listening to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. <clears throat> We're talking today about your favorite dish. So if you're a longtime listener, a regular caller, and you have a favorite dish that you'd like to share with us, give us a call. But also, maybe you're someone who just has discovered the program. Well, welcome aboard. We want to hear from you as well. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 You can always email the show. It's food at mpbonline.org. <clears throat> Before the break, we uh, talked about some surprising things that might have more 
sugar than a single donut, some uh, breakfast items. And I think with a lot of processed foods that in the grocery store, that is kind of the the, the trick is to when you're, you're shopping around something that might look healthy or seem like it's healthy, you want to go ahead and still check the labels to see uh, what you're getting because there are a lot of sugars and possibly sodium added. But always uh, the best thing to do, as I say, is just check out the label and see uh, to make sure that you're, you're getting what you think you're getting. But a regular glazed Dunkin' Donut has 260 calories and 12 grams of sugar. A couple of things that you might have for breakfast that has more. Well, while you're at uh, Dunkin' Donuts, you might also want a hot coffee with cream and sugar, extra large. That's more than that donut, 320 calories and 44 grams of sugar. Deborah, you've got the list in front of you. What are some of the ones that are a little bit surprising to you? None of them. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely none of them, Kevin. I mean, you know, the reality is is that – we live in a country that puts sugar almost in anything that you're going to go in the grocery store. If it's in a box or in a can, uh, it's a good chance that there's been sugar added. So the thing that I say to people so that they won't just have this crazy sense of paranoia is to live your life in moderation. A little bit of sugar is not going to be bad for you, but you can't eat the 12 boxes, you know, the 12 donuts in a box. You have a donut. But, you know, but then you you may want to get a banana, you know, get you some grapes and some apples. You have to live your life, you know, and it's going to be my constant, constant conversation because no matter what you your your prescribed lifestyle is, even if you are a vegan, you still have to live within moderation. You got to laugh a lot, love a lot, exercise. So I'm not surprised by any of these. Well, it's interesting uh, because you mentioned a banana and um it's on the list because it has it's only 105 calories, but it has 14 grams of sugar. Now, I'm not a nutritionist, but I'm going to play one on the radio. I think that the sugar in a banana is different from the sugar that you would find in a donut. It's not processed sugar. It's not the white, you know, sugar that's been processed. And, you know, and, and of course, the the lighter a product gets, even with your flour, your milk, uh, your, you know, your sugars, once it's been processed, there's a good chance that you've got all these additives that have been in it and you've, you know, it's just bad for your system in huge amounts, you know, so it's not, it's not a, about eating some of these things. It's, you know, again, the word is going to always be moderation. And also too, remember that you want to do all this uh, calories and, and what you're eating throughout the day. So if you maybe want to indulge with something, uh, in the morning, uh, maybe you're pressed to go and you got to run by the, uh, the the Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts or one of these places and grab something, then it really should be a signal to you that for the rest of the day, you need to really buckle down right. and watch a little closer and make sure that maybe you would cut back on, on the sugars or the calories that you would have at lunch and you know throughout the rest of the day. Maybe you have a snack uh, at other times that you would, would skip. So <clears throat> it's just, as you say, moderation, but also just be, becoming more aware of what's in the grocery store and uh, what um, – you know, what the calories are and that sort of thing. Some of the other things on our list, um, a Starbucks latte with 2% milk, a tall one, 240 calories, 32 grams of sugar. Kellogg's Raisin Bran, that seems like a healthy cereal, 190 calories, 18 grams of sugar, and it probably less than some of the other uh, cereals, so that's still a good bet. Uh, Blueberry yogurt, 31 grams of sugar. Uh, Cranberry almond protein granola, 14 grams of sugar. Orange juice, 110 calories and 22 grams of sugar. Apple juice, 28 grams of sugar. Uh, so, again, just become a little bit more aware of what's in the grocery store. And, again, those that information is there for you to review. And so just make yourself a more informed uh, consumer at the um, 
at the grocery store. I will say uh, that Tropicana, who this their orange juice is listed at uh, 22 grams of sugar. I found that the Trop 50, which is their diet orange juice, I guess you could say, it's half the half the calories and less sugar there. And to me, the taste is just about the same. So there are some things that you can do to still enjoy things like juice uh, in the morning. Uh, because I think Mott's uh, apple juice also makes kind of a half-calorie thing. So there are some ways uh, that you can cut down on this. But, again, I think uh, what, what we're, the, the gist of this is just, you know, kind of th- re- uh, be more aware when you go to the grocery store so you know what you're putting in your basket. And the thing that I noticed, too, uh, Kevin, about this particular list that we've been given is that um, the ounces per serving is not available here. So we don't know, you know, how – really to divide these numbers to say what it really is. Mm -hmm. But again, people, (laughs) live your life, be happy, laugh a lot, love a lot, exercise, get outside, get you some sunshine. Don't make food your whole life. Enjoy it. Dessert used to be something that you would have at dinner time. Now dessert is something that most people have all day. You know, so you have to figure out how to just truly treat your whole life well. It's easy to say that food is the culprit but I've never seen food just jump in my mouth. <laughs> you have to, you know, take care of your mind, your body, and make a decision that you want to live long and happy and healthy. That means taking care of the whole thing. The grocery store is not the culprit. The food is not the culprit. I'm a human being with an adult brain, and I have to be responsible for myself. Very good. Uh, we've got our friend Kathleen on the line from Osaka. Good morning, Kathleen. Hey, well, Kathleen. Good morning. <laughs> I'm on an expedition this morning. I actually stepped out to my backyard and I've been talking to this bird. And I, <laughs> I don't know if Kevin can hear it or not, but they were really wild out here this morning. Uh, I figured I'd fix them breakfast. I just threw some stuff out. I've got a really good recipe, and it's easy to keep on hand. I always keep a can of Rotel tomatoes. Okay. I always keep a tomato sauce, small can, and a packet of McCormick white pepper gravy you can get creative with that and usually i have a small amount of shrimp or something like that uh even the little tilapia or catfish in the little individual servings now pasta any kind of pasta shells whatever you can do something up so quick and it looks like you spent time. You should come out the kitchen wearing tomato sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in the kitchen all day with you, right? <laughs> well, it's fun to be in the kitchen, but you want to enjoy your guests, too. Absolutely. But then again, don't laugh at me. Here's the ice cube trick. When you cook lots of spaghetti, spray an ice cube tray with the Pam or whatever. Put your sauce in. Let it freeze. Once it's frozen solid, put it in a Ziploc bag. When you do have someone coming over, it's usually two cubes for a child and four for an adult. Pop them in the microwave, and it will be like that. You can do anything with it. You can do vegetables, meats, seafood, and it shouldn't be uh, a hard thing to do. I know in New Orleans we used to have people walk in just knocking the door and go, Kathleen, you there? Yeah. Oh, I brought this. I brought that. My husband's friends were so spoiled. They would call from Philadelphia and put their order in what they wanted to eat for a week while they were here. I'm going, that you know. That sounds like my family. <laughs> crabs and this and fettuccine and at your face. I'm going, well, okay. <laughs> but it was fun, and they still remember it. 
All right, uh, Kathleen, always good to hear from you. Thanks for the call. You know, a couple things. I, I kind of do what she says where <clears throat> when I get some pasta sauce, you know, it's just, I'm a single person, and a lot of times I, I it almost goes bad before I have a chance to eat. So I really now, si- similar to when I buy a, a package of, say, chicken breasts, you know, putting each one individually uh, packaged in my freezer, I've done the same thing with the sauces where you, if you have, like, you know, a quarter cup, so you would put that in there, put it in the freezer, uh, and then when it's time for the next uh, thing of pasta, just stick it in the saucepan and, you know, let it melt in there. If you want to maybe jazz it up a little bit, I like putting in a can of uh, crushed tomatoes to make it a little more hearty there. Uh, but that's a way to, you know, make sure that uh, you get the most out of all of your purchases. And also I read somewhere that things can stay in the freezer for for months on end and, and, and that, uh, that with no... Um, problem and you know vegetables and that sort of thing uh, do not lose their nutritional value and that kind of thing when they're in the freezer so you've got the freezer in in your refrigerator some even have a deep freeze so you know take advantage of that uh, storage capacity absolutely um having a deep freeze is you know it's it's really wonderful but of course you know the average american has really tiny spaces we're living in apartments and that kind of stuff so you don't have a lot of room one of the other things that i do kevin in terms of recycling to make sure uh, you know, if I'm making a sauce or something, I, if I buy something in a jar, just wash the jar out, you know, purify it, boil it. And then if I've got extra sauce, I'll put it back in. I'll put um, they have a press and seal mm-hmm. uh, plastic, put it over the top, put the lid on, you know, and it stirs for, you know, for a few days uh, under the cabinet. But if you want, if you have space in the racks on the, your refrigerator, it works well there, too, as well. We're talking about your favorite dishes this morning. So if you have something that maybe it's a recipe that's been passed down through your family, but it's uh, something that you like to cook that your family likes to eat, maybe something that you like to cook uh, when you're showing off for friends. Uh, We're talking about that today. We're looking for your comments and calls. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. Will's on the line from Philadelphia. We'll get to his call when we get back. And also, we're going to talk about the top tailgating foods. College football starts this weekend, so tailgate season is upon us. See if you can guess the top tailgating foods from the surrounding states. We'll talk about that when we get back on Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. I'm Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking about your favorite dishes this morning. We're looking for your comments uh, and questions if you have one. The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 So call in and let us know what your favorite thing to cook is, or maybe you need some suggestions. You're trying to jazz up uh, the things that you do in the kitchen and need some ideas for ways to uh, maybe do some new twists on chicken or beef or that sort of thing. Uh, if you call in, we'll give you some suggestions, something uh, that you might invent in the kitchen on your own. Ta-da. Got some calls <laughs> to get to, uh, but let's do that. But then after that, we're going to talk about tailgating. We have a list here of the the uh, top tailgating foods for uh, Mississippi and the surrounding states, an uh, interesting list, and we'll certainly generate some <laughs> uh, some comments as well. Will's been holding on from Philadelphia. Will, thanks for joining the show this morning. Hey, good, good morning. morning. How are you? I'm great. I just want to let you know I'm a recent graduate, and this is my first year to teach, and I'm discovering what actual like adult life is. <laughs> <laughs> and so 
I can't just think at the end of the day, huh, what am I going to have for dinner? I have to plan it ahead of time. And I still live at home with my parents, and we take turns doing dinner. Okay. And typically whenever it's something I do, I like to do it all at once, like one sheet. I've gotten really big on, like, one, like, sheet pan kind of meals. Like, my favorite go-to is, like, really thick cut pork chops mm-hmm. that are um, rubbed with um, olive oil and different spices. I try all kinds. And usually I do asparagus and Yukon potatoes or sometimes – um, I'll do Brussels sprouts and, wow. and roast corn on the cob, just whatever. And I've really gotten into like the one sheet, you know, thing to to, to just stick in the oven and it's done. Mm-hmm. What a good son you I are. Know, that's that's fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> well, that sounds great. Well, thanks uh, for the call. Love uh, a thick pork chop. And I, he just reminded me, you know, at the uh, conference I was talking about, you know, we had the, the lunches and everything. Well, the I think it was the second day. They, I think it was a Cornish game hen because it was a very the the leg on it was a little tiny thing, but it was a roasted chicken, and it had um, asparagus, which I have not ever been a big fan of. But we were at a conference; that's what they put in front of me for lunch. I knew I wasn't going to die from eating asparagus, <laughs> and it was it wasn't good. as bad as I thought it asparagus was. Asparagus is so actually pretty nice. It's not going to be my go-to, but <laughs> uh, but if it appears up on a plate or in a recipe or something, I'll know that it's not. I guess and going to kill me or anything. The the only thing that I I don't like is a lot of times people will overcook asparagus and you really shouldn't do that. It should have a nice little bite to mm-hmm. it. You know, it shouldn't be really soft and mushy when you finish it. Just, you know, grill it enough or, you know, saute it enough where there's a nice, nice little bite to it. I was watching the Food Network. There's that show Guy's Grocery Games or whatever. And so the guy was cooking up something and he had canned asparagus, which he tried to grill. And it just became this... Mush. Mush. And yeah. so he ended up actually, because uh, I think one of the guy or somebody said, well, maybe he should puree that. And so the guy says, I need to puree that. So he ended, actually ended up doing that. But, yeah, you could see it, the can to begin with. And then when he tried to grill it, it just got all very yeah. mushy and was not yeah. very appetizing. So uh, we'll go next uh, on the phones to Bill in Greenville. Morning, Bill. Good morning, Bill. Oh, how y'all doing? Um, I really like red beans and rice, but... Uh, it's a lot of hassle to have to fix and soak the beans overnight and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see these packages in the store. Are any of them any good? And can you really have your beans nice and creamy? Uh, so like Popeye, but you know Popeye charges a fortune for red beans. <laughs> <laughs> but they are good. <laughs> uh, Bill, my recommendation would be Zatarins. I think that they uh, do well. I think it's, I think it's a Louisiana company. And uh, have done uh, both the red beans and rice and maybe, I think, the jambalaya as well. So I think that they do a fairly good job for, you know, a, a prepackaged uh, oh, red beans and rice. Uh, Deborah? Well, well, do you have to soak your beans? Can you just not soak them? I heard people say you don't have to soak them. Well, I've actually done them both ways, and, and and but I think the the greater benefit really is to soak your beans overnight, you know, or or at least for a couple of hours before you start it. So you want to soak them, you want to give them a nice rinse, and then, you know, cook them again. Uh, but if you're going to, if you don't want to do uh, the soaking, you know, there's always a can beans, yuck, <laughs> that you can do that. And they turn out to be, you know, fairly decent. But, I, you know, I'm just at a place now and um, where I like the idea of making things from scratch. And yeah. so it's, so having a crock pot when you're doing uh, red beans and rice is the ultimate way to do it. So you don't really waste a whole lot of your time. The crock pot yeah. does all the work for you. You soak the beans overnight, of course, or just for a few hours, and then you want to drain and then put everything back in the crock pot 
and just let it all cook together. Mm-hmm. We'll have to get a crock pot. I think that's what I need. <laughs> all, right. all right. Thank you. Good Thank to hear you, from you so much, Bill. <clears throat> this is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. We're talking about your favorite dish to cook, uh, your go-to thing when you're in the kitchen. Uh, join our conversation with a phone call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four. Before the break, we mentioned tailgating foods. It is that time of year when college football uh, and folks love to tailgate before the game. Now, <clears throat> uh, uh, our producer Java uh, fortunately uh, has the website. This came from. He says shall remain nameless because. They picked pimento cheese as Mississippi's top tailgating food. What, like what, are your what school were they at, Kevin? <laughs> really? I mean, I like a good pimento cheese. Don't I, I won't knock it, but I've like never been to a game, and that was like, oh yeah, let's get in line and get pimento cheese. Because you see that you're going around, you come to a tent. It's like, hey, we've got some pimento cheese. It's like, well, the game's starting in a few minutes. I think I better. Uh... But you know, pimento cheese on a burger, I, I'm all for it. pimento cheese on a really nice dog. I, you know, I can see that, but I'm just, I just don't know what school they were at. Although, although, as you said, too, and I'll agree with you, we're not dissing to pimento cheese, but oh, no. usually you're looking for something a little bit more substantial, I think, at a, at a, at a, at a tailgate. Barbecue certainly would be popular. Uh, but some of the other things from surrounding states, in Alabama, this would be good. Smoked chicken wings with white barbecue sauce. I'm all for it. Oh, yeah, I love that white barbecue sauce. Arkansas, uh, maybe along the lines of the pimento cheese, a cheese dip, but still that's something that can be kind of hearty. Nacho cheese dip, I mean, you know, you, you see that everywhere. You got, you know, you can add... Add some your favorite meats to that, whether it's some ground chicken or ground beef, some shrimp, you know, get you some jalapeno peppers. So, yeah, I'm all for the cheese dip. All right. Now, Georgia, boiled peanuts. Uh, I'm not a big fan of boiled peanuts. And that would just seem to be awfully messy. I, I think my my hands would be all sticky and I'd be bugged out through the whole game. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Rita B., mm-hmm. Sharita Brent, loves boiled peanuts. Boiled peanuts, you know, some people just absolutely love them. You know, they, they serve them at the gas stations. They serve them at the farmer's market and, of course, at games. And they come in all kinds of different varieties of heats and flavors. So, yeah. All right. I'd go for dry roasted peanuts. You give me a big bag of those, I'm happy. Uh, <laughs> Louisiana, gumbo. What a great... Uh, uh, tailgating dish oh, because again yeah. you can customize that you can add your favorite things chicken sausage um, you know just all kind of stuff on there so a uh, gumbo would certainly be a nice hearty um, uh, tailgating dish especially when it gets a little cooler in the fall that would be a great one uh, to come up to and boy could you imagine uh, the smell there you would probably be attracting people from all across uh, the tailgating area with that exactly and tennessee dry rub ribs i'm all for it oh yeah yeah so i'm you know i could see myself slightly uh, i guess somebody would call me a neanderthal if they saw me at the games <laughs> because i've probably got you know dry rub uh, in each hand and a piece in my mouth, Kevin. I'm sorry, you know. Well, yeah, and that's something too, because you know I, I like ribs as well, but the dry rub is something a little bit different, and so again, that would be a little bit special and something fun for a tailgating party. Uh, we are going to be off next week for Labor Day, but when we get back in two weeks, we're going to have an entire show about tailgating and party food. So think about that. We'd love to hear from you for that show, uh, and we will uh, have that for you in two weeks. Kevin, you know what I would love? If Java, I'm having a brainstorm here. I would love for us to really have a show one day where we could actually, you know, maybe have a few of our guests in the studio eating with us. I just, I think we should make it a family affair. If you guys are interested in that, call in and let's harass Java and see if we can't make that happen. <laughs> All right. Back to the phone lines we go. Sue's on the line from Beaumont. Good morning, Sue. Hi. I was thinking about that young guy who uh, who said he has this cheap pan cookery where he cooks everything all at once. Mm-hmm. When I was raising two girls, I used to put a chicken in the oven 
and some big baking potatoes and an apple pie all at the same time. And while all that was cooking, all you had to do was uh, get together a salad, and it was all ready. And you can you can season that chicken up any way you want to, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, that way the meal was all done at once. Absolutely, Sue. I, I, I really appreciate that. You know, the reality is it doesn't really take a lot to go in the kitchen and make a really great meal for your family. The kids appreciate it. It's easier on your pocketbook because if you if you got kids like, you know, I, there were four of us, three boys. And while they were eating, Kevin, they were telling my mom, can we have a second plate? Well, you can't really do that when you're you know, out unless you're at a buffet somewhere and you don't want to take your family to a buffet every night. So absolutely, Sue. All right, Sue, thanks uh, for the call. Good to hear from you. We're looking for your favorite dishes to prepare this morning. Uh, Maybe it's a recipe handed down from your family. Maybe it's something that's quick and easy to go to that you know is going to be good uh, for family and friends. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. Reach us by calling 1-877-672-7464. So we're talking a little bit about uh, tailgating. And uh, you know what I like is... um, A good uh, 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 grilled chicken. Uh, you know, I love hamburgers, so that's obviously a, a, a go-to. Hot dogs. Uh, it's it's funny that we have a a thing here at work every year. Like we call it Spirit Day, where the employees get together and we we all wear our favorite you know shirts from our colleges and that sort of thing. But a couple of the employees will grill up for us. And there was a a guy that used to work here, and it, the the hot dogs. Tasted fine, but the, the, the interesting thing about a grilled hot dog is... <laughs> this is going to be a story, okay? <laughs> a, a grilled hot dog can look really kind of like old shoe leather. <laughs> no, that's not a grilled hot dog. That's a burnt hot dog, Kevin. Just, you, you don't have to be nice about that. It, well, you, yeah. And also, it was one of those where he was the one behind the grill. And this, I would say, from any tailgating, don't ever mess with the cook, because it's oh, like, no. you're, he's the one that's providing the food, so... You know, uh, be very gracious. It's really amazing to, you know, to see how people turn into little monsters when they're grilling. And my dad is one of those people. It's like, Dad, why is there fire in the backyard and food <laughs> on the grill at the same time? Uh, but, yeah, Kevin, it's it's just a burnt up hot dog. And it's OK. <laughs> and, they, you know, they're not bad all the time. You know, people, you're entertaining, you're having fun. And sometimes those things are not just such a huge deal. Uh, and also, I would say uh, sausage dog. Uh, throw that on the grill along with those hot dogs. Oh uh, those gosh. are really good. Kevin, you said sausage dogs. So at, at the book fair two Saturdays ago, I had a apple sausage dog. It The sausage had a bites of apple in it. Mm-hmm. It was probably one of the best sausage dogs. And I can't remember the name of the vendor, but whoever you are, kudos to you. I'll be somewhere looking for that truck again. And that's a shout out to our colleague, uh, Ezra Wall, who's originally from Wisconsin, which is, I think, sausage dog territory. So. <laughs> We've got a caller on the line, so we go back to the phones uh, to Mobile this time. Steve's called in. Good morning, Steve. Hey, Steve. Good morning. Good morning. I appreciate and enjoy your show. Thanks. <laughs> Thank what do you, you have for us today? Uh, three things. You are uh, looking for, for comfort foods and what you like doing and that kind of thing, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give away some of my background. Um, the big thing that we like to do in our family, the two biggest things are uh, chicken fried venison backstrap. Oh, wow. And sausage and grits mm-hmm. oh um, those are both really easy really quick to fix and and it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a family heritage I guess you'd say my uh, my dad actually says his uh, his most favorite vegetable is sausage and grits <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the other thing talking about you know quick fix and something you can do in a hurry and people show up 
I do. Uh, every time I get get sick, which is only about every two years, I have, I make a big pot of chicken soup. Oh boy, chicken oh, soup. Yeah. yeah. And um, the easy way, I, I I take a shortcut. I buy a ro- rotisserie chicken from one of the local places, mm-hmm. and um, and use that as my chicken and and make the chicken stock from that, and then cook it without uh without carbs, without noodles or without rice, whichever. And you can take that, put it in a freezer, and cover the top with cellophane so it's actually contacting the uh, soup itself as it freezes. Right. And that way you don't have any freezer burn, and it'll last up to a year. Um, and so that's something that if you know people come over and you've got three, you know, three or four people, you grab a couple of things of chicken soup out and throw it in the uh, throw it in the pot and heat it up, and and then you can go ahead and do rice or noodles, whichever you want, depending upon the people who show up. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's good thinking, Sarah, because you've got the the stock there in the uh, freezer ready to go, and as you say, uh, very versatile from that point on. So. And leaving, yep. and leaving the carbs out, because what they will do over a period of time, Kevin, is they're going to swell up and get really mushy, you know. So exactly. that's absolutely perfect. All right, Steve. That's exactly right. Well, and the one, next one the next time you're note. fixing venom, uh, venison, you should invite Kevin and I over. I'm just saying. <laughs> I can do that. Can do that. <laughs> and uh, one, one quick side note about the tailgating. Um, same thing with that. We use, uh, we use venison burger for that. And, and if you're in a hurry, the quickest and easiest thing I've found to season any type of burger like that, I won't name the brand name, but, but golden, golden, uh, golden onion soup out of the supermarket. Uh, yes, very good. Good, uh, good call, Steve. A lot of good suggestions there. And that's, you know, even for a dip, uh, if you're doing something maybe on the side, if you've got some chips or something, you know, spice it up with that, uh, that soup mix. And I, it's one of those things where I think I wonder if more people use that soup mix as in burgers or dips than actually do make the soup out of it. Probably so, Kevin, because it does. It, it's very versatile, and you can use it at almost anything. A matter of fact, uh, one of the things that I will do with it, you were talking about, you know, preparing a Cornish hens earlier, is to take that dry soup mix and uh, after I've brushed on a little butter, to pat that all over and then place it in the oven, and it just gives that bird so much wonderful flavor. You're listening to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. We have time for one more break. Uh, we'll continue our discussion after the break. We're looking for your favorite recipes when it's time to eat. Give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 Also, the website foodimentary.com has a food holiday for every day of the year. When we get back, we'll tell you what food we're celebrating today. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking about your favorite dish to prepare today. Still some time if you'd like to work in a phone call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 What do you like to fix when you head into the kitchen and start to whip up a meal? Uh, before the break, I mentioned the website foodimentary.com. It's a fun website to go to, but they have a food holiday for every day of the year. So for today, August 27th, there are actually two days. Today is National Hamburger Day. Love that. Yes. Uh, but it's also National Pots de Creme Day, 
which is a French custard dessert that is a little bit looser than some of the other custards or flan. So um, it, uh, I had never heard about that, but the, based on the picture on the website, it looked really good. You can make uh, make a chocolate version of it, and again, uh, that certainly works for me. So, But uh, for the hamburger, you know, uh, the thing I love about hamburgers is, you know, it's it's kind of the base, and you can put so many different things on there. You can put, you know, a variety of different cheeses. You can put um, bacon, uh, grilled onions, sautéed mushrooms, there's just shrimp, so many- crawfish. I mean, Kevin, you can add in um, berries. I use blueberries in um, one of my dried out blueberries and cranberries in the burger for a more sweeter burger with some pineapples. It's just really fantastic. Burgers is like a huge deal right now. Like I was watching this one uh, restaurant in um, Las Vegas. They do a 15-pound oh, burger. <laughs> you're talking about a family re- reunion meal, right? It's just really amazing. So you're right. Burgers are you know, just a huge, huge deal. And, uh, and, that's, and it's endless, endless ways that you can make burgers. I know that it's uh, popular in some of the burger places uh, now. And the peanut butter burger is a good one. And then also uh, the one with the fried egg. I think a lot of them call it the, the, the breakfast burger. And quick question. Which is the oldest fast food restaurant in the world? Does anybody know? It was created in 1921. White Castle. Crystals. And Kevin Farrell is our (laughs) trivia master forever. Well, I'll give Deborah credit on that because White Castle and Crystal are pretty much the same same, thing anyway. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'd say hamburger is the perfect uh, vehicle to put a lot of extra uh, fun stuff on it as well. Uh, Back to the phone lines we go. Uh, Crystal has called in today from Hattiesburg. Good morning, Crystal. Hey, Crystal. Good Good morning. morning. Hey. What do you have for us, doll? Uh, for the cold uh, weather, Saturdays, morning football games, um, what I do is cook up a big batch of food, and then I whip up eggs and stir them into the grits after they're cooked and oh, add yeah. a bunch of butter to it and crumble bacon or sausage into it, and it's a big pot of warm, hearty food. And then you can serve it with any type of bread or rolls or anything else that you want. But it's a one-pop meal, and it'll keep you warm. You use some hot sausage if you want to. It's a good thing to taste. All right. Great call, Crystal. That's kind of, you know, breakfast all in one there like that. And grits are kind of... uh, versatile as well. She, you, you can mix them in and kind of make it a, a morning uh, thing, but also uh, shrimp and grits and that kind of thing, more of a uh, kind of an evening type meal. So gr- grits, again, it's that good staple that you can then build off and add uh, extra flavors to. So the, the meal that um, Crystal was talking about, of course, you can go to the Crystal restaurant and get the breakfast in a cup and they kind of do that. But it makes for a, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful way to serve you know, that breakfast cup with your grits, your sausage, your eggs. And if you want to add mushrooms and bell pepper and make it fancy, you can do that too. But, you know, kudos to Crystal for that one. Yeah, and again, uh, that's that's a good one because, again, it's easy to do, uh, not a lot of cleanup. And again, when it does get a little bit cooler in the fall, you want to have some sort of nice warm uh, dish for your folks to get uh, so that they're all charged up and ready to cheer on the home team. Uh, we've got another caller. Angela is on the road listening to the show this morning. Good morning, Angela. Good morning. Morning. Two of my favorite people. Hey, girl. (laughs) (laughs) So I have two things. Um, I am all about easy. My favorite thing to add to whatever I'm having on game day is just a block of cream cheese and pour 
stick of pepper sauce over mm-hmm. served with a thin cracker. Everybody loves it. Yep. That uh, the cream cheese with that the the fruit really I think is good, uh, and you're right. That's something that I think is is not going to be around very long. People will attack that when they see it for sure. And okay, if- so I, I'm not tailgating this weekend, but I am having game day at my house, and after we have appetizers, we're grilling steak. So I want to ask your advice. What is the best steak marinade? Well, there are so many, so many different varieties of marinades on the market. Uh, and if you want to make your own marinade, that's that's a really easy thing to do as well. Uh, for me, it is taking a combination of things that you probably already have in your kitchen and creating a really nice uh, marinade base. Uh, and one of the things that I, I usually start with, you know, is an A1 steak sauce is a is a starter for me. And I'm going to add a little bit of vinegar to that. I may add just a pinch of brown sugar in that, some salt, some pepper, and I'm just going to let it sit overnight or at least for a couple of hours with my steak. And what you'll find is it the, oh, and I forgot. And I'm going to add a half a can of Coke to that because that helps to break down um, the the beef itself and it gives it a really nice brown you know, caramel color when you're going to put it on the grill and you get all those flavors pushed right into that beef. All right. And Angela, I like Dale's uh, marinade. That's uh, you can get that. If, and there's also a low sodium version, uh, but I found that's really good for both uh, steak and also pork chops. So, and while we have Angela on the phone, I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for Thursday. Thank you so much. Oh, that was a whole station uh, effort. And it was, just absolutely wonderful so thank you for being there with us and um i hope we have more of those to come all right absolutely and thank you for the call this morning thanks angela uh, angela is our director or our foundation uh, director so she is uh, helping us uh, done a great job since she's been here of helping us to uh, raise money to keep these wonderful programs both on the mpb tv and mpb think radio uh, going strong so we certainly appreciate what she does time for one final call and it goes to bill in new albany good morning bill hey bill good morning how are you today we're doing good all right i like homemade soup all right and i always make extra I take the extra and put it in a cup. Then I usually drink my coffee in, mm-hmm. put a Ziploc bag in it, and fill it up and freeze it. That way, when I'm ready for a little bit of soup, I take that bag out and put it right in the microwave. She's ready, and I got a complete cup measured out and everything. Yep. So, Bill, uh, what uh, what kind of homemade soup is your favorite? Do you think? Deer. Ah, all right. What what else do you put in there? I put deer. <laughs> soup. Well, that's you, know, you got to have you got to have the deer that have deer soup. <laughs> <laughs> but I put all any kind of vegetable you could think of. It doesn't matter, and I like to cook it in a crock pot overnight, and then the next day eat it. All right. Now you know what I love about uh, soup. Whether you know he's talking about deer, if you're using venison or whatever the meat base you use, I actually like soup, Kevin. That's been you know refrigerated or frozen. You know, then a week later, or so you take it out. Some foods to me just taste so much better when they've had a day or so to sit, and then you serve it. 
All right. Bill, thanks for the call. You know, soup, again, is that other thing that it's a good base and you can put in, as he mentioned, any kind of vegetables you like, but uh, you can certainly build from that. And there was that your comment there made me think of my dad. I can't remember. It might have been potato salad, but I remember every time my mom fixed it, he would always say, well, this is going to taste better in the morning. In the mor- and, it, and that's true, though. Yeah. You, when when the, the food sits overnight in the refrigerator or whatever, sometimes those all those flavors blend together. And it's like, again, as we said with the pimento cheese, we weren't dissing that. We're not dissing it at the first night, but it yeah. just it's just extra great good uh, when it sits in the refrigerator those uh, flavors get a chance to blend up that's going to wrap us up for today deep south dining is a production of mississippi public broadcasting think radio funded by generous contributions from listeners like you our show is produced by java chapman and our call screener is michelle mcadoo so for deborah hunter i'm kevin farrell inviting you stay tuned up next it's now you're talking with marshall ramsey and that's followed by southern remedy at 11 we'll be back next monday at nine for another deep south dining that's heard only on mpb think radio 